And we're back, episode seven of Three Piece Set Podcast. As always, it's Madrid. To my right, I got Ashton. In front of me, I got Sassy. And to the left, I got Zenwa. For sure. So, last week, Travis Scott dropped Astro World. Personally, I I, gotta, I consider myself a Travis Scott fan. He's a uh, he shadowed himself based off of uh, Kid Cudi, personal favorite of mine. So, I, I appreciate his music and Astro World. Who's Fuego? I liked it. For it. How long you been waiting for it? See, that's the thing. I wasn't necessarily waiting for it. No, it's crazy. But when it dropped, I was like, yeah. I know a lot of people were, like, ready for that shit. No, nah, because he announced his album, like, two years ago. Like, he what? announced that he was working on this album before Birds in the Trap Same Way Night even came out. And he recently came out of an interview. It's like, yeah, this is actually supposed to be his second album. It is that as he was making this album, Birds in the Trap just kind of came together. And I get, you really don't throw away a Kendrick feature. Yeah. All weekend. That, no, that makes sense. Like, he had all those great songs. So he's just like, <clears> yeah, <throat> I had to put this out. Mm-hmm. And now Astro, and I guess he just perfected Astro World. But yeah, this is, to him, this is his true second album. So, but this is like his third release. Or yeah, this is his third. Yeah, this is his third album, but. This is the follow-up to his first album. Was there, like, a long wait between the first album and this album? The first album came out, what, 2015? I think so. Rodeo? I can't remember. That's true. That sounds It was one of those years that was deep with music, so... Oh, yeah. Probably 2016. I didn't like Asteroid as much as everybody else did. Yeah? I feel like people were dubbing it, like, an instant classic. And, like, production-wise... It was beautiful. Exactly. Was, um, like, on a, that's a that's a prime production wise. It was amazing, but like the songs themselves are just. I feel like they left something to be desired, but I don't know. I guess I'm just one of those niggas who kind of likes the lyrics more than the beats, mm. at least for the rapper. Yeah, not but Travis Scott has said he's not a rapidy rap ass nigga. Yeah, that's fair. So, like, he gets he gets on a beat and he like he rides on it. He does. Same way Kid Cudi does, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And hit it with some hums. Yeah. Hit it with some hums, flip the beat up. It's two songs in one. Holy shit. Yeah, it's 17 tracks, but it's really like <clears throat> 25. Like, how often the beat switches. Like, that switch on sickle mode, how it starts out with one, th- one beat, then it switches, and then it switches back when the Drake, when the actual Drake verse comes back in. Yeah, he had a flash step on it. Yeah, it's like three, it's three beats on one song. Like, for the longest time, I was listening to it, and um, I thought the Frank Ocean record, I thought that was the third track. The whole time, it's the second. It's the second. It's because the beat switched. I'm like, oh, this, obviously, this first song had to end, and here's this whole second song, and now here's the third song. No, no, it's not like that at all. That's great. Would you say you all are big fans of Travis Scott? No. No? Um, at this point, I would have to say, yeah, which is surprising, because like you, Z, I'm more of a lyrics over beat guy, but because Travis Scott really doesn't rap about anything. Yeah, like listening to his song, like this album's probably the most expressive he's been. What's one of his biggest songs? Like, cause I really don't know Travis Scott, so like. Don't you open up up that window? Oh. Don't Don't you let out that antidote? Oh, that's who that is. Like that whole song. That. um, that Oh, I understand what you mean. Like, you're not really there for like. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 3500. It was a like beautiful it was a beautiful trap like ballad album. Yeah. 
Yeah, he that's made fair. Trap beautiful. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's I, can, why I can see that. I feel like a lot of people were kind of like iffy on his other shit because it's not necessarily a trap ballad anymore. Is it, he's he's starting to blur the lines of like music and genres and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I almost, and uh, Kid Cudi did that a lot also. So. Yeah, I almost say this is like a grunge pop album because like oh that, that sounds interesting. I kind of want to listen to that now. Yeah, it's nothing really. Hit like classic hip hop, like boom bap beats and stuff like that. He had like the um the samples he uses are super hip hop though. He has the um a give me the loop sample, off of uh, Biggie's first album. He has um the sample from uh was it Cell Therapy by Soul Food. He uses that. Uh, it's one more big one I'm forgetting. Um, Uncle Luke, but that's not really hip hop either. Down South Florida shit. But, like, he uses a lot of big samples that like, really shows, like, he's a student of, like, hip-hop. Wait, does Travis Scott produce? Yeah. That's how he kind of got into the games, like, the production. Yeah, Even he was, though, yeah, was, a, he was primarily a producer. Like, he, he just happens to get on the songs. If he yeah, that's what his features are if always If he primarily like. produced his album, then I, like, I'll take back what I said. Because I was just thinking it's more like it was a producer showcase. Yeah. Like, that's why I enjoy all of his albums. I just feel like you could replace him on that track with anybody doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kanye West said he's, he looks like Travis Scott is, like, just a younger version of himself. Yeah. Like, go back and listen to some of his old shit, too. Like, one of my favorite songs is uh, Quintana Part 2. Yeah. And that's where my, play, my PlayStation name comes from. I couldn't think of a name at the time. No, I was like, I was jamming that shit. I was like, bro. That's the one Rich Homie and Thugger, right? No, it's not and T.I.'s on it, too. Yeah. Which is the crazy thing about uh, Travis Scott, because everyone thinks he's, like, signed to good music, because he's, like, a Kanye West protege, but he's technically signed to T.I. Mm-hmm. T.I. discovered him in Houston and signed him before anyone else, like, knew about him. And then Kanye West found him is like, well, I know you're signed to T.I., but let's come, <laughs> come over here to good music. Fuck him. We, we can all eat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is why I always compare um, Rodeo to Yeezus, because uh, Kanye, Kanye West even said, like, Travis Scott was a big influence over that album. And that's why I listen to Rodeo and I think, okay, this is what Kanye West was going for. And even more so listening to this album and comparing it to Two Eases, how they both kind of have like that feel, how both both albums break structure so much of what you think a song is supposed to be. Like this whole album, you know, you think of a song as a verse, hook, verse, hook, bridge, hook, or verse. But this whole album just destroys all of that. Like it's verses that go on forever. It's a hook that's like, that's really long here, and then it's short here, and then the beat switches, then it comes back. It's it's so much. Structurally, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite, like, stretches on that album is R.I.P. to Screw. It's beautiful. And then that transitions into uh, Stop Trying to Be God. I think that's the name. I can't re- yeah. remember, but... This is on Astro? This is on Astro World. Yeah. Like, that transition, like, both those songs are beautiful, and that transition is just perfect. Yeah. I mean, the way it's like the way he makes, like he takes, because I, I read like uh, somebody's interview with somebody like hey, he, that we used to know him, um, like his, like his, he has like a lot of like EDM influences, like, like not just EDM, but like electronic music, like Crystal Castles, like the, you know, the heavy, uh, who else, like Justice, like the heavy, you know, Daft Punk, mm-hmm. heavy, yeah. sort of, like, some people, Neon Indian in there? Yeah, it's like, the, like, electronic, like, electronic music, they really focus on, like, the patterns, and, like, you know, switch-ups, because all you have is the beat, like, yeah. how, like, how many ways can you, like... Yeah, when I think electronic music, yeah, that's I think it's acid like trip, yeah. It's like, like the it's, same thing. Yeah, like, it's, 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 like, it's music is really focused on transitions, and, 
like a lot of like older music is like that. It's like it, it isn't just like the like the regular patterns. Like he actually goes, you know, he takes the patterns, but it transitions with everything. It's just like really great. He really focuses on like production, making like really great production, and then like just you just throw, he'll probably just throw a song on top of it. Like all, I don't feel like all of his songs are just like accidents. It's just like really great crafted music, but then you know a song that kind of came out of it too. You guys really make me want to listen to this. Yeah, yeah. Check it out. For yeah. once, I'm just like okay. I, I, I highly recommend it. Hey, did it bother you that he didn't list the features? No, he's like he's been doing it. It bothers me when artists do that because uh, it's I feel like especially they do it mainly to artists who like aren't that big. Mm-hmm. And it's like I feel like it stops them from being more discovered, you know. Like they need that credit. Yeah, they uh, need right. it. Right. Yeah. i like you know all these artists though. Still. No. I, um. What's the what's buddy name? Oh, okay. Well, Don, can't say. Yeah, can't say. Don. Which is my favorite song on there. Steals the motherfucking show. He came in like I was like, damn, is this Ferd? I'm like, this shit slaps. Yeah. But nah, shouts out to you. Yeah, yeah, he actually just dropped a project called Donnie Womack. If anyone wants to check that out, it's like Bob Womack. It's Soul or something. <laughs> No. No. It's not so good. It's, 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 it's cool. It's like this whole sing rap combination thing he was doing in that song. Take that his verse on Can't Say and make a whole mixtape out of it, and that's Donnie Womack. I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it still bothers me that people like that don't get the credit they deserve on tracks. And I, I mean, I don't know why artists do it. Yeah. Um, I remember Vince Staples talking about it. He said his album, he didn't listen to the features either. And he said he did it because, like, he had a, a, a song with Kendrick. He didn't want people just to go in. And in this new era of streaming, you go look at the album. You just go to the song with all your favorite features on it, and you never listen to the album. He said, by doing it this way, it forces you to listen to the album more, which I can yeah. see that because um, the whole concept behind Astroworld, is, uh, Astroworld was a theme park in Houston that got shut down. So, like, all, um, yeah. even if you look at, like, the the fonts he has on, the, like, the song listings, like, you got to like, look at, the fancy release but it's track listing like on Instagram stuff like that he even mirrors the names of the rides that he kind of like bases them all off of so he said that's why like his transitions uh, happen so much in the songs like you're on a roller coaster and going up that's one way the song's going then when it drops down that's where the beat switches like he structured every song around the ride and he structured the whole album around the theme park so that's what it's like called Astro World that's why the cover's like it is so when you go away he wants you to it's a whole experience he's trying to give you so that and, he we, does, and he does that within the music yeah, and he does each song. Structurally, indiv- each song is like an individual ride, but a whole album is a theme park, and that's the that's the concept <coughs> behind Astro World. Hmm. I mean, that makes a lot of sense, um, and especially the Kendrick thing about some people only going to certain tracks. I mean, mm-hmm. if I hear an album comes out, I'm gonna listen to the whole thing top to bottom. In order, like God intended. Right, right. Don't put it on shuffle, please, please. You're a serial, you're a serial killer if you put your shit on shuffle. You're one to talk. You listen to albums like in reverse the first time you listen to them. When do I do that? We had a whole conversation. Bro, I said I listen to those shits in order. I said I never put it on shuffle. No, no, no. no, I put I add a whole album to my playlist. Had whole conversations about this. I've never done that. You said I remember we said it's like you never just like play the album backwards first. You got me confused. I don't have you confused. This old light skin nigga, I think it was. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh, that wasn't me. I don't do shit like that. I'll add a whole album to my... What I will do is add a high album of an artist that I like and then not listen to it and put my... Put all my music on shuffle. And then sometimes I got mystery music in there. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is this? Right. And it's a gem. I do that all the time. That's what I do. 
I don't do any weird shit like put my shit on shuffle. I do know people do that though. You. <laughs> I do it after the first listen. All I know is yeah. one of y'all niggas is wrong. Josh, you're a serial killer. I mean, I, I mean, after the, I mean, after the first listen, you get like you get you got the experience, you feel everything. You get the of it. Then that you know, sometimes you just want to see how it sounds like different. Like that's yeah, how, that's how you discover that. whether it's an album, like a really great album or not by listening to it. Hive Mind is that like Hive Mind? Yeah, I did that with Hive Mind. You really understand some, like each like yeah. when you listen to us in an album all at once. That's a single type of experience. Like mm-hmm. you don't like listening to a song next to other songs. That's a single way to listen to the album. But when you listen to songs out of order, you get a you get the feel of what that song actually sounds like. I feel like yeah, that's a better way to grade individual songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, that's the reason I, I'm not as high on Good Kid, Mad City as other people because it's an album that you have to play in order. You really get because like even the how the skits come in at the end of every song. It's like yeah. all right, you listen to one song, right, I might have, have to listen to the next song because it sets it up so perfectly for that. Which you know it's cool. I did that with Cobra Crew. Cover Coop is you can listen yeah, to. I can't like I can't I can't I I will put it this way like I know the first uh, if I listen to one uh, if I listen to a Cover Coop song I know like the first like the first four bars of the song that comes after it yeah or it, like trips you up because you know what song's supposed to be playing next yeah and, like, ah. I could probably yeah, I could, yeah, I think yeah, there was a point in time yeah. where I can rap all of Cover Coop like from the first song to the last song because I, I I'll listen to it in order so much yeah slept on currency mixtape Cover Coop check that out. On th- that piff. Yeah, I would consider Cobra Coop like top five greatest mixtapes ever. But that's just a personal thing. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't put that on a list or anything. But like, I personally, I'd say, I'd say personally, that personally, Cobra Coop like top, it's top five greatest mixtapes ever. You know who had some good mixtapes? Mac Miller. Allegedly, I only listened to one. <laughs> so, <laughs> Allegedly, I listened to the first one. I thought you're shaking your head like, nah. <laughs> I mean, not not too many frat boys make it out and, <laughs> and rap, so they had to be pretty good. Yeah, so like Mac Miller's been in the game, so I respect him, and he just dropped some new shit, and it was pretty good. Like, I listened to it, I'm like, okay. Wait, what's the I added it. Swim. It's called yeah, swimming. It's called swimming. Swimming. I listened to it for the first time yesterday, and it's sad, but it's good. Like there are some really standout tracks in it, and it's like it's. I feel like. I respect Mac Miller enough to like listen to each project once, uh, but some of his tracks, um, like they're just really introspective. Like Mac Miller makes like music like that makes you think about yourself, you know. Yeah, isn't this album supposed to be like his? Is that relationship with like Ariana Grande? I don't know. Then he's got a relationship with. This nigga's always heartbroken. I don't care. I don't. No. I think mm. so. I believe it's, it's it's one of those white ones. Ariana Grande, yeah, I think so. No, she's with they the one guy from she used, they used to be together. Sunday, she's with, she's Saturday Night Live. Yeah, she's yeah. with Pete Davidson. She left Mac Miller to get with Pete Davidson, I think. Mac Miller is who? A rapper. A rapper? No, I know who he is. I don't know Because I remember, because like. Ariana Grande used to date Big Sean, right? Yeah. 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 She broke up with Big Sean and got with Mac Miller, and she left Mac Miller to get with Pete Davidson. All right. I'm just not following people in my shape. Oh, I mean, I'm not trying to. <laughs> I know like, this. You're like the Angela Yee of. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Angela Yee of shit. But no. Mac Miller's. I can. Yeah, I can kind of. Oh wow. But yeah. I know who he is. Yeah, he used to have a show. His album is like wow. really introspective. Um, I watched his tiny desk yesterday. Yeah, uh, that's when good. I. So I was like, oh, I'll check it out, of course. Um, but there's a song, Small Worlds, where he just lists out all his flaws and just like. Damn, like he's just laying into himself. It's just like really interesting to hear like that different type of feel. 
Yeah, cause like the last Mac Miller I listened to was like on some shit off of Dat Piff. Like this was a while back. So getting that contrast, I'm like, wow, he's really progressed as an artist and yeah. as a person. Came a long way, so from lucky ass bitch. Yeah. So that's dope. Check it out. I'd recommend it. Yeah, from what I listened to, it sounded it sounded pretty good. Like Mac Mac Miller's really gone deep into production. So all of his albums are beautifully produced. Oh um, yeah, the track with Thundercat? Yeah, sometimes I feel I like, like he had Thundercat, Thundercat perform at his tiny desk. Yeah, sometimes the, Go ahead. No, oh. sometimes I feel like he kinda slack he lacks on the on the lyrical side. He focuses more on production, but the sound of it. And but I would I don't know if I would classify Mac Miller as a lyricist, but people I respect like Young Guru, he came out and said, Y'all not respecting Mac Miller enough. He's really killing ninety percent of you rappers on the lyrical team. I feel like he knows his strengths and his weaknesses. Mm. So like, if he's like not that great on that lyrically on a track, like it'll be like a beautifully produced track, or he'll bring in somebody else to like sing on the sing on the hook or something to make it a good track. Yeah. Um, and I just like he's never really taken any risks lyrically, but he doesn't really have any really bad lines lyrically either. Like he he plays it he plays his lane well, and he stays consistent. Yeah, Matt Miller's top five artists I think are really good that I just don't listen to. That's fair. Agreed. I respect him enough to at least listen to each project once. And then, you know, you better keep it or delete it from my phone. Wait, you said you saw a Tiny Desk concert, right? Mm-hmm. Which was better, his or Big Crits? I mean, I've probably Big Crits. Mac Miller's wasn't that really... Other than the first song, which was really good, it wasn't that memorable. Whereas I feel like Big Crit owned the stage a lot more. Like, he was more expressive in his performance. Okay. One day we're going to have an exclusively Big Crit episode. Um, yeah. I was going to say Tiny I'll Desk. I'll <laughs> <laughs> okay, For you and John, you, you will both appreciate Big Crit by the end of that episode. Anything, anything else y'all have been listening to? I've only pretty much been listening to the same thing I said earlier. It's like Hive Mind and... It still goes. Like... Yeah. As it should. Listen I've to it. I've literally been listening to that like almost every day. Like that mixed with like some of the stuff Josh sent me on his playlist, like the Lunar. Um, I don't forget the Lunar name. Vacation. Yeah, like that song. I I was like, who is this? Like kind of. Yo, Josh playlist. Really cool. Yeah, like you you send really good playlists. Like Thank you send really good ones, and then like my sister, she sends really good playlists too. So it's just like in between you guys, and then like certain things that I hear in here, I'm just like, I think I'm really good for the rest of the summer. But and a lot of old school. Just like a lot of old school '90s, like Zane. I've listened like their one album, like with Hey Mr. DJ. Just like pretty much all like the fun pop, like dance '90s music. So that's pretty much all I've been listening to all summer. No creep. I saw you listen to that Case album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After party. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Listen. If you don't know, go listen to After Party. No, it's After the Party. It's Coffee Brown. Case. Yeah. Yeah. After the party. That's yeah, cause it's just like it's just like a cool like windows down, just driving around, chilling. Yeah. Like, '90s vibe is like so in right now, and I'm here for it. I was talking to somebody about that uh, earlier today or yesterday. I was like, um, 20 years from now, future generations are gonna look at back at the shit we were like, what the fuck were they wearing, you know? Yeah. Why exactly. so? And it's like, but like this fashion right now is like just we're in the nostalgia era. Like it's just a copy of what the 90s was happening in the 90s. Yeah. Like, I'm okay so with original. that though. 
Right. Well, it's like, we, I wasn't a teenager in the 90s, so I really didn't get to experience, like, certain things for me. It's like the fashion of it and, like, the certain aspects of it. I wasn't old enough to experience. Right. So, like, mm-hmm. now that I am, I'm just like, I kind of want to wear these things and do certain, like, have these certain experiences. So, like, that's why I'm kind of more into it. I but... It, yeah. was, it was... That's always been a thing, though. Yeah, like... Like, in a, let's say in the 90s, it was probably be... In, in the early 2000s, it was cool to look like in the 70s. Yeah, like the it 90s, it was cool to look like... Um, like the fifties, like when did like when um, swing came back for a little bit? Yeah, because that, that was, was like, like a, the early nineties, like, like, yeah, like the like button downs yeah. and like bowling like, for soup. Yeah, with, <laughs> like, for some reason, like ska was popular. Like no yeah. doubt, when no doubt first came out, they looked they had like a real fifties look. Yeah, Sublime, like I mean, all of them, they were really popular. I get it, but I just feel like each like decade has had like a distinct look for their fashion. Yeah, and ours is gonna look a lot like the nineties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think it's the 90s mixed with early 2000s, like, futuristic, like, yeah, metallics and, like, yeah, it's, like, it's, like, it has its own feel to it, which I think is really cool, though. Yeah, I mean, if you just, like, look back at, like, the 2000s, they had, what, baggy clothes? And bubble backpacks. And all that other And I'm, I'm just, like, I'm, Target just came out with Jabos. a new bubble chair, and I'm here for it. Jabot. Jabot. Oh, oh, wow. Are any of y'all her fans? Not yeah. that big. Yeah. She just dropped the EP. I like her. She sounds great live. Yeah, she's this. Uh, her new EP sounds a lot like Lauren Hill. In fact, there's even a song oh. on that she's rapping in like the vein of like a Lauren Hill doo wop. I heard like, someone tell- say that. Like she's telling niggas about themselves. Like I'm listening to it. It's like you know what, fam? I'm not really trying to hear this right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna hit a chord with song. you. I need something toxic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that future? No. Somebody get future on the line. <laughs> But it's, a, <laughs> but it's a it's, it's a really good EP. If you're really if you are into her, um, a lot of it's memorable. I think it's like six tracks on there. Um, yeah, check check her out. No pun intended. And if you're listening, Brandon, <laughs> fuck him, okay? Who? Him. Oh, really? Yeah, you know how there's her and him, and yeah. there's also a they. Or them? Oh, no, they're intersexual. I'd be pissed if I was. No, no, no. None of them are related. <laughs> I would be pissed. I, I know. I was making a they joke. They just ripped her off. <laughs> like, I would hate Damn, it. why are they doing her like that? Yeah, if they just came up and just stole my style like that, yeah. I would be mad. And really, before I knew they had beef, I thought her I thought her and him were going to go on a tour called Us. <laughs> that would have made this them is some us. Money. Yeah, the, the Us tour. <laughs> and then they'd get more of them come in and be like, they. Oh wow! That is a group called they or them. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's too many, at least not by terms. So us, <laughs> isn't that the name of the new Jordan Peele film? Oh, good transition. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, it is, and they released the cast list, and it looks interesting. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Predominantly yeah. black again. I think I'm just gonna look this up real fast. Shouts out to black content. What was notable was a pair of child white twins. The Shining? I'm saying in the casting of... Right. I've never seen The Shining. Oh. That's the one with like the two twins at the end of the hallway. Yeah. That's chanting in unison. Is that The Shining? I think uh, so. I thought, which one's the one with Jack Nicholson where he's like... That's The Shining. Yeah. There's, uh, there's twins in that movie? Yeah. In the hotel. The fuck is going on? <laughs> It's a haunted hotel. Okay, I actually haven't watched that movie. <laughs> I just know the memorable scenes because Look, Paul yeah, yeah, Paul Paul I just know the references. <laughs> no. But yeah, no, that's interesting though. 
What do uh, What do y'all think it's gonna be about? Have they given out any info? I don't think so. I don't know. Let's wait to be pleasantly surprised. That's <laughs> way to be. Cool. Yeah, honestly, that's what that's what Get Out was. When I heard he was working on that, I was like, okay, this is okay. This is not, this is an interesting concept. Then you know, once we got deeper into it, I'm like, okay, this is gonna this movie's gonna be really good. I did and not then, expect to get out to be good up until I was sitting in the movie theater. At no point in time was I thinking, oh man, this is going to be amazing. I didn't think it was right. going to take off like that. I thought it was going to be like overlooked and brushed over. I just thought like every... I thought Jordan Peele was kind of in over his head. Like I thought it looked cheesy. Oh, yeah, I, thought I believe just, that. I thought, I've always found Jordan Peele. I thought Keenan Peele was just corny. Keenan Peele was always hit or miss to me. It was very hit or miss. They had some their substitute ski, teacher sketch they did. It was probably like the most memorable thing they ever did. A A Ron. A A Ron. <laughs> messed up A A Ron. Uh, the the Outcast one was funny. Mm. I don't yeah, even no, remember. I wasn't the kid. Right. See, like I said, hit or miss. But was solid. Yeah. When did y'all see Get Out? Did y'all see it like early on? I saw it when it premiered. See, mm-hmm. I didn't see Get Out until after like two or three weeks was in the theater. And at that point, Twitter had hyped me up so much that mm. by the time I saw the movie, it didn't, it didn't, I saw it before it got really spoiled. But by the time I saw the movie, I was watching it for all the themes and looking for all the symbolism and stuff. Yeah. And I really kind of like just enjoyed the movie for the movie itself. Yeah, no, I enjoyed going in with low expectations on that one because yeah. it blew me out of the water because of it. Like, I was so invested in the movie. My entire theater was invested in the movie. Mm. It was just, it was right. great. Yeah, that's why I'm mad I missed out on that. Like, I waited a couple weeks. And by that point, I already dissected the movie up and down. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I went into the movie, I'm like, nothing, nothing's going to surprise me. Yeah. <laughs> it took me two days to go see that movie. The first day, every time I went to go see it, it was sold out. And the second day, I went to three different movie theaters. Oh, wow. To see you that day. Because I, like, I can't. At this point, people are already on, on Twitter like, look, y'all got till tomorrow. You got five minutes. Before before I'm on here spoiling it. Yeah. And that's a long time for a lot of people on Twitter. Niggas will walk out the theater t- tweeting spoilers. Yeah. Just see Thanos snap. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas will be li- I've actually saw somebody live tweeting Infinity War from the theater they were in. Damn. Wow. That's such a asshole move. The most I did was a before and after pick. I waited a while. Nah, my little brother, he waited like a week, and he was just spoiling the entire... He wasn't even, like, doing, like, cool stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, this, like, scenes he liked. So, like, he was, like, literally giving a play-by-play. And, like, <laughs> blow, blow by blow. What, oh, this happened, and this happened. He's... That even statement is just, bop, bop, Just letting you know. Bop. Yeah. This yeah. happened. That happened. This, this happened. The this only problem with that, I know a lot of people were just doing that shit for clout, as opposed to seriously trying to discuss it. Because, like, honestly, you should have waited a while and let people, like, actually enjoy and appreciate that movie. Yeah. It's kind of similar to, like, Jay-Z was like, do you fools just listen to music or do you skim through it? You know, same concept with movies. Like, people just kind of skim the surface of it. Bingo. Just to seem like they're in. Like, in the know. You mean after the fact of watching the movie? Yeah. But it's like, sometimes do you want to go, like, kind of how they waited to go see Get Out versus, like, going to see when you first go in? It's like, do you want to go in there with already having an idea of what the movie's about or go in there with no expectations at all? I just all? didn't have anybody to go with. No, I, under- <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. It was just- always sold out. Oh, I'm sorry. But, I mean, like, would you rather go to a movie with having expectations, knowing a lot more about the movie and already having an idea about certain themes, or would you just rather go with no expectations? 
ideally, I like to go in empty so I can... Form your own opinions. Yeah, and then I'll look into anything else later. Yeah, that's usually what I like to do. It's like... I don't really care. If I, I can read, like, a review of a movie, and that can determine if I want to go see it. And like, I, I watch, like, a lot of, like, um, album reviews on YouTube. And some album, like, some people, like, they can review an album, and they give really good expectations of it. Like, right, cool, like, how we talked about earlier with Travis Scott. It's like, okay, now I want to go check out Travis Scott. Yeah. Something like that. But I, I hope we didn't, like, build this, like, our expectations too high, which I think the album is. But that would get me to go Come watch back, like, uh, see something if I wasn't, trash. like, necessarily keen on doing it. But that's just me. Like, I like when the source was a thing. I remember, like, reading the reviews of albums on Double XL and, like, mm-hmm. reading them and, like, okay, cool. And before I ever listened to the album, and it get me excited for certain albums. Yeah. And, so, and sometimes if I, like, really thought a great mixtape was, like, really amazing, then they didn't get its proper respect. Like, ah, these motherfuckers don't know what they're doing. You feel me? But, like, you were saying, Z, I do feel like it's, like, this rush to be the first. So, so many people are doing things, like, for clout now. Like, yeah. Especially like with music, it's like the whole classic or trash thing. Something's a classic. An album came out ten minutes ago. Yeah, it's yeah. Always it's trash. Instant classic or yeah. instant trash. Yeah, so I feel like the same. It's mm-hmm. slowly ha- happening with movies. Like I think people are more like. Um, I want to use the corn, but I don't know that I'm using that word in the right context. But I think people are like more so like give people time. Like people, I see people openly talk about it on Twitter. Okay, I got a week. I got to next Sunday to see this movie before we're talking about it on the timeline. Yeah. And then people generally do wait that week, and after that, it's just all hell breaks yeah. loose. I personally, the floodgates open. Yeah, I personally don't want to see or hear any real content until after I've seen it, which is why for bigger movies, I'll just go see it opening night because I just feel like I want the experience of forming my own opinion about things before it's like all these people and all these blogs and sites telling you how to feel about the movie or what to think about the movie, and like what was good and what sucked. Because even if like like a big flaw about Black Panther. The CGI was shitty. I knew that watching the movie, but I was still unable to enjoy it despite the fact. See, some people now, like, they'll talk about the CGI like it was the worst thing in the world. And it was bad. But it's like, I had the time to enjoy the movie first before this, like, waiting for bad CGI to ruin a movie before I even see it kind of affected my viewpoint. Like, what people say, like, either consciously or subconsciously changes how you view things. Yeah, that's real. Shit. A lot of people just, like, I don't know. A lot of things take time to, like, like especially with music, you got to take time to really sit there and appreciate it and do things with it. Like, yeah, I'm driving here, I'm cooking here. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting drinks with a friend. You know? It doesn't count until you're riding around with it. Exactly. Like, you got to listen to the, you got to listen true. to some shit on your speaker, cleaning. You got to listen to some shit in the whip. And you gotta listen to it in your headphones. Yeah. Yeah. And if it's not official on all three, yeah. what you doing? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Currency talks about that a lot. He makes like, yeah, this album. I'm making. I'm making music. We gotta clean your houses too on the Sunday. Aww. That's like like some way he raps or like that's the out. That's the type of music he's going for. Yeah. Right. Or like Big Crit says, like all his albums are for like long car trips. Like you put my album on when you got the nice long drive. You that's put it so in, true. And you really digest it. It's like he knows that's when my album sounds the best that is in the car. Right. Yeah. But it's still acceptable on all the other mediums. Yeah, it's acceptable on all the other mediums, but you're not going if to not fully appreciate good. it until you're in the car. I mean, as yeah. an artist, you got to know like what your niche market is. I feel like like the internet's bread and butter. I don't feel like it's like listening to them live because it's not as good because like they have a very quiet vibe about them 
but like the internet makes probably makes a lot of money just off background music at kickbacks not as an insult or a bad thing but like that's just kind of like more their target audience you know they did they yeah did they did like yeah. their their early like their early shows like yeah. those because like maybe because like the music the, the music that they're making is really intimate and so it's better when you're seeing it when it's like instead of like in an intimate setting instead of like a thousand people in a room seeing them with a hundred is like yeah. seeing them with a hundred people in a room is absolutely amazing seeing them with like a thousand it was like I saw like I saw them like up close like I'm like up close and then I saw them when I was like farther back it's like yeah it's great seeing them but it's just like yeah, it was different. Their vibe can't yeah, touch way, that far back. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they can't. Do you guys ever listen to Sampa at all? Yes. So it's yeah. like he's the same way. It's like he has a real nice, quiet voice. It's like I read a review, someone called it like a fragile type of voice, which I was just like, that's a really good way of describing his voice. And it's like live, it is just not, it doesn't come Are the you, same way. Did you see him when he performed Process? No, I, I didn't. was at that show and it was amazing. Oh I probably, no, I didn't. I did as when it shed tears. It was. Amazing. Oh no, I wish I would have seen that. Shit, just thinking about it. It was probably my most oh. memorable concert I've ever been to. But it was just like, mm-hmm. he also has a type of fan base where the audience is like heavily invested. Yeah. And each song, whereas the internet, it's like they kind of bring music, like they make hits, like they so more they have like a more broad fan base, like yeah. not like hits hits, but like they make catchy music that people like. Yeah. Oh, so it's, like Sansa's yeah. Sanford's concert was definitely a much more intimate experience. He, the, but it's like it's the same thing like you were saying. It's like I really do enjoy Sanford's like where you can have a song that's only two minutes long and it's like that two minutes of a song. It's like everything on this album. So it's like in that way I can understand like how great he is. It's like with the internet, they're actually they're gonna come here and they're gonna be on um, Music Midtown right with NERD. I don't know. Um... Is that, is that mu- no? Is that Afro- Afropunk? That's Afropunk. Yeah, Afropunk. so they're gonna E-R-D. be here for yeah. Either way, they'll be here Afropunk. I feel like just too big of a venue for me to like want to see them. I'm, I, that's the thing. It's like I'm not paying the tickets to go see them there. They're gonna be in yeah. North Carolina. I'm gonna go see them there, like with some friends. But Josh said, like I feel like a quiet venue for him is probably better because Sid like has a whispery type of song yeah. voice anyway. So when she tries to project it loud. Her voice has gotten listen, better though. Seeing like seeing Sid singing really close to her fans, mm-hmm. that's like like it's 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 amazing. Like, she sings yeah. like she's yeah, singing. that's just beautiful. She sings it's, like she's singing great. to you in so, the room. If so, that yeah. makes sense. So you don't think the internet be good like in an arena? No, because mm-hmm. I, I agree. Um, the Gorillas they're going on tour for their Now Now album. They're only doing like six U.S. dates. One of the dates is in Brooklyn. Don't go. And the internet <laughs> is opening for them. Yeah. I, I mean, not to knock, not to knock them at all. Like they're actually oh. like one of my favorite bands, but like seeing them live is just like, it's too big. It's too big. Yeah. Well, it's first off, it's just because the best place to see them is because the best place insane. to see is like it had, like really if they were to ha- if they were to be like yo, hundred people in a room, we just still gotta buy tickets. Mm. They are worth buying those tickets. Yeah. yeah. Like I I've seen them at center stage. If they, if they wanted to do like exclusive, like a more exclusive concert, more exclusive concerts for a higher price. Yeah, that's worth, worth it. Price. Yeah, and they, I don't know why they do so many outdoor venues too. Like they're, yeah, they're not. They're not. That's not. They need the acoustics, but they need to yeah. feel it. Like I don't know. Yeah, those vibes got to go through. Like they kind of yeah. they kind of skip doing. Like they would do like the biggest venue they could really like. I saw them at um, uh, center stage. Center stage was maybe stage. A little, it was a little bit too big. But if they would would do um, variety playhouse, they are perfect for variety playhouse. Like it's because like that, it's like that venue was like big. It's like when did you big. see them there? Was that this year? Uh, center stage. Was that last year? Uh, maybe two years ago. Okay, so you think like their fan base is getting a lot bigger now? Possibly. Like, oh yeah. To the point yeah. Where like the they're just is, not going to be able to do pretty, that. 
they're, they're not big. mainstream. They're right on the cusp of being a mainstream. Yeah, they're yeah. almost in public consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Cause their I'm, music's all over. I remember when I was working on Sweet Melissa's, I would just put on um, Ego Death all the time. Yeah. And so many people just coming out like, what, what is this? Oh, oh, it's the internet. And then people are like, no, really, what is it? Like, no, like, the internet. They just walk out. Like, no, no, like, that's the name of the group, the internet. Like, this is the album Ego Death. So I personally feel like I put half a Savannah on <laughs> to Ego Death. Thank you. You're welcome. And it's probably make you culture ambassador over there. Maybe. <laughs> I'm Angela Yee. I'm the cultural ambassador. I'm out here putting in work. Water whipping. <laughs> What's Savannah dirt? Shit. That's real. So, what's your favorite Spike Lee movie? You got to start naming Spike Lee movies. Uh, I'm going to say do the right thing off the top of my do head. Do the right thing. Crook Miracle of Santa. He got game. 24th hour. Boom. Inside Man. Actually, Inside Man was his only big budget movie. Girl 6. Was it Girl Inside Man was a Oh, you, man, you, could, you could probably argue Miracle and Santa was a big budget, too. <laughs> the big Yo, Miracle and Santa, that's probably my favorite. That made me, that did really that make movie. anybody cry? That made me cry. Maybe yeah, it was, just, it was that emotional. That was a really I shed a little movie. tear, a little thug tear. I'm going to stick with Do the Right Thing. School Days. School oh, days. School Days. Still haven't seen it, but yeah, School Days. That and like how that, that teenage, um, teenage Dream, Alicia Keys video, and how it was like all School Days, that gave me so much life. Like, they oh, used yeah. to play that on the IFC channel all the time. Do the Right Thing and School Days. Used to play all the time. That whole Do the Right Thing movie, I realized, like, all of their fashion is still being, it's like, people are wearing exactly those clothes today. Oh, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, it was like the 90s I bought, a, I bought a Jackie Robinson jersey just because of that movie. Like the <laughs> Dodgers jersey mm-hmm. he wore. Nice. It was uh, Malcolm mm. X. J.D.L. Yeah, he did that one. Uh, Clockers, which is Makai Pfeiffer's first movie. Man, yeah, Makai Pfeiffer fans out here. Oh, yeah, Sprinkles. He's got some joints. Oh, Chirac? Chirac. Oh, yeah, Chirac. Let's not talk about Chirac. I still have not seen Chirac. You don't want to see Chirac. I haven't seen it either, but I heard that was a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds stupid. That's why, like, his his latest project, we want to say, is, like, was more necessary after, like, all the flack and backlash he got for that movie. Yeah, it's like everything he tried to do with Chirac, he, he kind of did with um, Black Klansman. So it's like, it, it's almost like his redeem movie. His way of making it right. Yeah, because like Chirac, um, the concept movie, it's like a, based off of a Shakespearean play. Mm-hmm. And so all the characters from Nick Cannon, they had Nick Cannon in the movie, fam. Yeah. Was he playing a teenager? I don't know, it's like a leader of a game or something like that. Yeah, yeah they had, People from Chicago were upset. Oh, this is Chirac. Yeah, oh, movie, I'm like, no. what are you talking no, about? Yeah, the movie Chirac. <laughs> I was like, Nick Cannon's not in well, black. Know? No. <laughs> but people, a lot of people from Chicago, they were upset that no one from Chicago was in the movie. And then yeah. the movie itself was like, it was like every character rhymed. What? So it was like, yeah, all the characters, like they're rhyming, like, like uh, literally. So oh, like it's like a soap opera. Yeah, like Not a soap r- opera, but like a, like a hip hop opera, whatever. Yeah, like Carmen. But um, deep cuts. Yeah, but yeah, like every all the characters are rhyming in it, and the whole concept of the movie is like because Chicago's so bad, the way to make Chicago better is if all the women in Chicago stop having sex. Oh yeah, yeah, that was like the killing. So 
is a big backlash against us. So are you? It's like you're putting all the blame on what's wrong with people on, on women. Nah, that heavily and also heavily implied that that's all those women were good for. Yeah, we like just they had just no ideas of their own. Like they could just have sex. Yeah, yeah. It's right. Like, they was, don't listen to us, but we can like, take our vaginas back. Use their vaginas. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot. It was it was really bad for Spike Lee. It, they he probably Spike does Lee do. Sometimes Spike Lee can have some really misogynistic views. Spike Lee's also like in his six. Spike is like in his late sixties, mid to late sixties at this point. Yeah, but there's so, some people in their mid to like late sixties who were from. Yeah, yeah. you just, just gotta no, get a no, good team. No, I'm not, just, get a good team. No, he's no, he's I'm just not saying that. New Yorker. Yeah, I'm saying <laughs> yeah. it doesn't surprise me that he might have. Yeah, it doesn't. Like, but it's like, views. well, I mean, it doesn't surprise me either because like if you look at a lot of his movies, they're really misogynistic, but. I personally grew up watching Spike Lee movies, and I'm a little misogynistic at heart, so, you know. I oh, so you resonate with it. We know, Sassy. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're lucky right Josh's out here saving you. What? With these edits. Oh, you be edit? You <laughs> edit me? So much. So I much, didn't so know much that. So problematic just Sassy's so, not known to the so world. I didn't know that. Oh, thank you. I didn't even I know. Don't edit, I don't edit you that much. Oh, okay, it's cool. Not, no, it's not as drastic as You're not even in the show. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did, I probably did, like, one big cut, and, like, that was it. Like, I later on. I appreciate you, my friend. Can I tell my mom to listen to the podcast now, or just probably shouldn't tell her? Uh, you should listen to her first. That's what okay. You, 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 use your discerning She ear. knows me. She'll be like, that's my daughter. That's my baby. Yeah. <laughs> She's like... Right. <laughs> well, yeah, but, uh, but yeah, Black Clansman is really good. Um, You pretty much get an entire movie from the trailer. So, you're if you're going to go see the movie, yeah, you're pretty much going to go see it for the Spike Lee tropes. Yeah, it's, it's based on the book. So, like, what are some of your favorite Spike Lee tropes? I always love Crooklyn. How like the camera angled down and they were always floating up, especially <laughs> when they people. were high. Yeah, the, flo- the floating people heads. Yeah, that, that, that's in there. Yo, my mom used to hate the floating. She was like, "Oh my god," when he would put himself in the movie and just be floating. She yeah, would, I hate that shit. So I look at it. With a grain of salt. Yeah, the one where like the characters are still, but they're moving forward. Yeah. Like all, yeah. You yeah. gotta have that in there, or it's not a Spike Lee joint. Oh man. I don't think I have any favorites. Uh, wake up. He says that in a lot of. That's why I was like, wake up, Mister West, because that always reminds me of that. Yeah, that's that's in there. And just all of like the well, for me, I always love School Days because of like the songs, like as far as like the women having like some type of like. It's, it's weird because, like, for it's him to be misogynistic, numbers. they all... Well, not even, like, all of them have, like, musical numbers because in that particular movie they did. And it was, like, some great things. There's always that one scene where, like, Tisha Arnold, I think her name is, who played Gina from Martin... Uh, Tachina? Mm-hmm. I forget uh, her name. Tachina Arnold? Yeah. Yeah. And she, like, licks, like, the part in old dude's head, like, in that movie. That was, like, how she... No one right. remembers that. Like, wait, what'd you say? So she's she's single now. She got divorced from uh, what's his name, Jason Campbell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, she did, no, she <laughs> did though. Yeah, yeah, and now he's asking for um spousal support. Yeah, <laughs> he's asking. He's for, asking isn't for spousal support. Yes, yeah, but she's more successful. Yeah, bro. So hey. he's asking hey. for spousal support. Get your money, King. Get, get your money. Know your King. worth. Hey. Know your worth, King. He's doing it for all of us. That's that's. Hey, Lawrence Hive. Lawrence Hive for life. For life. Season season three of Insecure will be back by the time you're listening to this, so... Oh, my God. Check that out. How did that come up? I'm just saying. We said Lawrence Hive, I got to plug that show. You. I was talking to you about that at work. <laughs> just like... Oh, that te- toxic masculinity? No, Lawrence. Oh, well, 
Well, he wasn't really toxic. Why don't we have both? Speaking of shows coming back, uh, any of you guys Ballers fans? I watch Ballers. I watch the first three seasons. Yeah, uh, season four also premieres this, uh, not this Sunday, but it premieres Sunday, mm-hmm. right before Insecure. I think Insecure comes on at 10.30 and Ballers, and Ballers comes on at 10, I believe. What's the season of Ballers about? Who knows? I have no idea. Uh, oh, I do know. Probably Russell Brand is in it. Doing what? Oh. He, they're doing extreme sports, and he's like an extreme sports yeah. person. They are skateboarding and some other My shit. My problem wow. with the last season of Ballers, like, the whole season was spent building up this plot, and then they're just like, ah, oh, fuck it, we're yeah, not doing it. Yeah, it got to the end, <laughs> and it's like, ah, we're fireball, fireball. He's like, all right, yeah. one little thing, I'm not going to do it anymore. This and it just up. felt so meaningless. I was like, well, why the fuck am I watching this show? Like, what? Like, I don't want to... I don't want to watch The Rock go about a daily day in his life being a rich asshole. You just yeah, want to see yeah. his. You just want to see his suits. That's all. They it just is. always I just want look. To see the cars. Hey, I'm just there yeah. for the cars. I'm just there. I'm just there for the coke and the women. Yeah, it has a lot of things. It has everything except good acting. <laughs> Which is crazy. I actually I didn't think Bottles would come back for a fourth season. I was one so, because I was like so surprised. HBO gave Bottles a stimulus package by squeezing it right in between um, Game of Thrones and Insecure. That was you so smart. Watch it. That was the smartest that shit ever. Smart I had thing. No, no choice but to respect yeah. it. One positive thing I will say about Ballers, that bald dude, hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is yeah. fucking hilarious. He is carrying that show like that's his Jordan flu game. Because <laughs> he is yeah. carrying that shit. Yeah. yeah. But also, you know, The Rock, he's the highest paid actor in Hollywood now. So I figured he would have renegotiated like. Y'all gonna have to give me the whole... I don't know how he, he enjoys that shit. I don't know how he has time. HBO has been like, you have to prioritize the show every year because Donald Glover had to take two years off for Atlanta. Yeah, unless he unless he signed that contract before all this other stuff That's what I'm off. saying. Yeah. He's The Rock, though. I feel like he... Like, The Rock four years ago was much smaller than The Rock is now. Like, he was just starting to break out. Yeah. So he probably did, like... HBO money probably did come quick. And they probably got him cheap that first year. Yeah, and yeah. even and even though this show is The Rock just being The Rock, you're seeing more of like the everyday life of The Rock. He's not just being a action hero like he is in all of his other and all of his movies. He's basically playing the same character. Yeah. So in this, I guess you could say this this is him showing range. As you can actor. see his duality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not always The Rock. Sometimes I'm Dwayne. I hate to say it, even though he does play the same character in every movie, I do enjoy his movies. Yeah. I was watching that 70s show on Netflix, and he was in that playing, guess what? A wrestler. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he was in that 70s show? Yes. Like, they they were like, uh, there was some episode where they went to go watch a wrestling match, and then afterwards they went backstage to meet him, and it's The Rock as a pro wrestler. Was he wearing a mask? No. No? It, but he was talking about how his son was also gonna be a wrestler and this was like the 70s so he was like playing his own dad or something oh yeah, he's, he's came he's a long dope. way from playing defensive tackle for the university of miami yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Wow. wow a lot can change when you have the people's elbow <laughs> true but yeah. also i'm so, also right because i'm um, john david washington who's Denzel washington's son he also co-stars in ballers and he was also in the black Klansman. So this is great for him. This is a great weekend for him. His movie premieres this week, and his show mm-hmm. premieres in the same week. So his his numbers going to go up. He's in a theater with a with a great movie, the same as his father, who's also in theaters at the same time. How often does that happen? True. I don't know. <laughs> Will and Jade. I was saying, let's hear this. <laughs> yeah. Well, ooh, yeah. Hey, it's another black family. That's always positive. True. That's some black excellence there. Oh, yeah. Black excellence. But... What do y'all consider like Denzel's breakout role? Denzel? Yeah. I mean, have you guys ever seen it's like super old school Ricochet? 
Nah. That's like no. one of his first movies. What is it? It's called Ricochet. Is that the one where he has a white dad? Mm-hmm. No, it's a movie. He plays a cop. No. He always plays a cop. But it's like he plays like this was. He like, only hasn't played a cop like twice. Like <laughs> I, looking at that movie, I can see like how he got so popular super quick. Mm-hmm. Like in that movie, he's playing this nice family man cop who like basically gets caught up in it's one of those stereotypical plots where he gets caught up in like this escape criminal's mad game to save his family blah blah likes to do all these things and track this guy down but it's like they marketed him I feel like like kind of like a Chadwick Boseman or a Michael B. Jordan type in that right. movie mm-hmm. and like I could I could see like how people instantly fell in love with him because it's like mm-hmm. all his shining and charismatic qualities about him but he's also like really young yep. so it was like it's much more defined. You so know? do you think they characterize him as like an action hero? Yeah, like if, if that was like an actiony movie, mm-hmm. um, and it was much more realistic to believe because he was like young and fit. Yeah, like yeah. And he was like really fit in the movie. He has a good range though. Like I don't know if y'all have ever seen. It's another old Denzel movie like Glory. Yeah, it's about the Buffalo Soldiers. Like that scene mm-hmm. where they have him tied up and they're whipping him, and he's just looking them in the eyes, and that single tear rolls down. Like damn, that's just kind of powerful. That's I think that's one of his like more, like most iconic scenes, a young yeah. Denzel, like of a, a very, young Denzel. Like a very young Denzel. It, it's uh, cool you mentioned that because I remember uh, Ryan Coogler when he talked about having Chadwick Boseman against Michael B. Jordan. He really wanted that to have two uh, great black actors at, on like on their rise and their prime going against each other. Because like growing up, he always wanted to see Denzel against like a Wesley Snipes or Denzel against like another black actor in like a big action movie, and they never got it. So. You know, they're Black like, Panther one. His, yeah, yeah, so Black Panther was his idea. Like, okay, cool, we can get these two. Damn, we still need that. Yeah, I would. I would, I would not seeing Wesley Snipes against Denzel Washington. I would watch that today. But um, I know a lot of people would say like uh, Malcolm X was his big breakout role. Sure. Yeah. Which is a Spike Lee movie. So I wonder if, if um for his son, since this is also his big breakout role, it's going to be the Spike Lee movie with Black Klansman. Oh, I see. To, yeah, to bring it all back together. Hmm. Yeah, because it really is good. And um, going off of uh, Sorry to Bother You, which if you haven't seen it yet, please go see it. Please like, go please see that go movie. See Sorry to Bother You. But um, how they deal with the white voice in that movie, this whole entire movie, he's talking in a white voice. Like he even uh, addresses it. He's like, yeah, I can t- I can speak the King's English. I can, uh, I can speak the King's English and jive. Like I'm fluent <laughs> in both. The King's English and jive. And Some whole- people can speak the King's English and are fluent in jive. Yeah, the whole End quote. And yeah. he still sounds like Denzel. And he still sounds like Denzel chalking like a white man. Yeah. Like, of course, if you you can see all this from the previews, but the whole premise of the movie is he's on the phone talking with David Duke, who's the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. Played and, by Topher Grace. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking David, of that 70s show. <laughs> and David, because he sounds such like a white man, David Duke the entire time is convinced he's speaking to a white man. It's really humorous, like, watching the trailer and watching him do the voice and everyone turning back and looking and making, like, the spectacle. Oh, of yeah. It. It's funny, and it's, like, but it's believable. And it's, yeah. like, that's, like, it shows really good. Yeah, brain, like, know? there's a lot of good moments in that. Like, the comedy, like, goes pairs really well with the overt racism. Yeah. yeah. It's, like, holy shit. It brings like, it all back. Like, yeah, it's, like, like you're yeah. going to get pissed off watching it because, like, watching a lot of those scenes, it pisses you off because you know how... 100% accurate it is. Yeah. And they play a lot to, like, now. It's like a movie set in, like, early 70s, late 70s, something like that, maybe the 80s. Shit. Yeah, I think I read the arc, I think it says it's, uh, early 70s. Early 70s? Yeah. So, yeah, and that is, like, how close that is to today. Like, it's still 
percent spot on, and they address that a lot. But you know, yeah, I'm always like, here for social commentary. There's open yeah. racism in the movie, and he makes it so like it's written so funny that you have to laugh, but it's still like openly racist. And yeah, to a certain point, you're looking around like, damn, I sh-. as a black man, I feel like. I shouldn't be laughing at this because this is actually fucked up. But this shit is just so... Like, it was meant to be funny. Yeah, but the way he called him him a, a colored coon <laughs> he was just hilarious. And just like the way he said it, it was just like, you felt bad. Like, like a lot of the classmen, like you, you, you got to sit back and look at yourself because you find yourself there laughing at this shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, the Jordan Peele effect. Yeah. Laughing at racism that it, shouldn't be funny, but it is. It was been that you wrote it to be funny too, so yeah, we laugh. Exactly. It's really good. It's, it's a lot of tension. It's not a whole lot of action in the movie. A lot of the movie is like quick wit and it's really campy. Just think Kylo Ren pretending to be racist. That that was a draw. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, bro, that was Kylo Ren. That was Kylo Ren. Bro, the whole really? time I'm like, give this nigga a lightsaber. Really? <laughs> bro, I was trying so hard not to make Star Wars jokes that whole time. Oh, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have stopped if I would have started. Wow, <laughs> that blew my mind. Yeah, he, he was great in this movie, though. Really? Yeah. What else has he been in? Ray, you're nothing. Girls? Your family was nothing. I've never seen that. He was in this one movie with uh, Ben Stiller. I forgot the title. With the family? Yeah. He's basically... No. He's not like a, the family not at the museum or something like that. Not at the museum, too? Uh, he's the second star of evolution. He, he, actually, he actually does like a, I think he does like not at the museum, so we can do these other like more artistic moves. Yeah. I wouldn't say they're artistic, but like they're you know they go deeper into like Ben Stiller doing more serious roles. Yeah. Shit. Well, he's the second like of tier Shay. evolution of. Yeah. I love that movie. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you that. But um, I don't know. Keanu Reeves had to do a lot of stupid movies first. Yeah. Was it uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventures? Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of five They're not that bad. I refuse to do another stupid role again. The Replacements? Which one was that? The one with, uh, about NFL Lockout? Yeah. Ooh, Where yeah. Played quarterback. With Jamie Foxx? Yeah. Jamie. Sounds familiar. Hmm. I only can remember Any Given Sunday with Jamie Foxx. <laughs> was it in Any Given Sunday? I, I, think I don't know. A lot of that movies... Yeah, facts. Yeah, Places. Yeah, yeah, but um, a, a, a really interesting part about uh, Black Klansmen was it draws a lot of parallels to today. Which I mean, again, I feel like this is Spike Lee trying to make up for Chirac. He really hit you over the head a lot with, "Oh my God, this is so crazy! It only happened a little while ago. This couldn't possibly happen today." Yeah, and they make so many allusions. It is at points in time, but like they'll make certain references in the movie. Everyone in the theater like, like, oh. Yeah, nah, man. America is that fucked up. Mm. Look who we just elected. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of like good, powerful scenes in there. Like, I don't want to spill too many beans. Like, that's some shit you should appreciate in its yeah. entirety. But yeah, eventually, it's very, a good movie. The very I, end, I recommend it. The very maybe the last fifteen minutes of the movie is like everything you laughed up to to that point. You just stop laughing. Like you naturally just stop laughing. Yeah, and you just kind of sit there like almost in shock. Of everything, mm-hmm. and you're just sitting there, and it's like really, it is like really powerful. And I've been in movies where people clap at the end of it, but this is this is one movie where like people literally sat sat there after the credits rolled, mm-hmm. and everyone sat there for like a good two minutes, and everyone just kind of like simultaneously started clapping. Yeah, I saw a few fists in the air. Yeah, <laughs> that good. Yeah, nice. somebody started frying chicken immediately. <laughs> That's how you know it's good. Tap dancing yeah. the watermelon. All right. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! You shuck but don't jive, or jive but don't no, shuck, but never shuck and jive. <laughs> never shuck and jive. Oh, so, 
End note. Uh, also check out Black Lightning. Oh yeah, all that shit we talking about the suit, completely wrong. Black Lightning is a great show. Go check it out. It's they skipped out right like. Now. You know, they sacrificed budget on some of the musical selections. Oh, it sounds like they got someone's little cousin. What makes it great? What makes it great? Um, so it, it gives you everything you want. There's, it's a black superhero show. Yeah, it's, it's a black superhero show. He's a he's a strong black lead. Watch the first episode. What is this on? I tried. Uh, it's on Netflix. Okay. He, he has a strong black lead. His oldest daughter is is, uh, is an openly uh, lesbian. They Why do you look at me when you say that? Where am I supposed to look, Sassy? I don't know. I was looking <laughs> His, uh, his oldest do- his oldest daughter is a is a lesbian. His youngest daughter is in her rebellious stage. The acting is it's not top tier acting, but acting is really good. Um, the worst part about the show is how they got someone's little cousin to perform the songs. Like it's like they had a five hundred dollar budget for the entire season, and it's like yeah, Black Lightning's back. Yeah, yeah, Black Lightning's Black back. Black superhero <laughs> in the street. Yeah, it's like you know how. But stat- yeah, bitch, I'm a super free. You know how, how a static shot they had Romeo do the intro. Yeah, yes. the audio- it's like they got. It's like okay, cool. We gotta kind of do something like we that. We gotta get real. But they didn't get like an actual rapper. <laughs> but whenever, whenever they haven't skipped on the budget with the music, the music is great for the show. I don't like other CW superhero shows, and I don't like Black Lightning because you're black. Yes. But no, it's, yeah, it's no, really I'll good. It like it's, this. it's also dark. Because I, I tried people, watching the first episode. People getting murked oh. early on, which apparently happens in like Arrow a lot too. But yeah, there, there's a lot of deaths in oh, it. Oh yeah, that nigga was putting people I thought this was a ne- this is not a Netflix show, it was a CW? It's a it's CW, CW show. show. It came oh. out on the CW. And it also got renewed for a second season. Because I'm not really with all those other CWs. Me either. Shows. But not like, just, just give it a chance to check it out. I, like, oh no, I watched half an episode. I'm going to play <laughs> Devil's Advocate here. Watch half an episode. That was trash. The show was trash to me. Like, I enjoyed seeing him shoot people with lightning. Oh, mm-hmm. <coughs> that was. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that's my dog coughing. He was so quiet, him. I forgot that he was there. And so just. He's allergic to these niggas trashing. <laughs> Yo, these niggas ain't getting money, son. My, my dog is actually throwing up because of the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. The dog calms hey, in. <laughs> he tried watching Black Lightning with me. Yeah. It's, it's garbage. He just got up and walked away. <laughs> He lost some respect in you. I he was like, "Yeah, I actually shake his head before." <laughs> he was like, "Nah, son, Super this ain't it." <laughs> but nah, honestly, by the third episode, I was actually hooked on the show. It's, yeah, it's pretty. By good. the third episode, I was like, "I can, I'll finish out this season, and see where it goes." Mm. I have to put that one on the back burner. I have. I if you got oh, something no, no, no. better to watch, I put this show on the back burner for so long. Mm-hmm. It I don't know why Madrid started playing it. Somebody <laughs> else was like, "Yo, Black Lightning was pretty straight." And I was like, "All right, I'll check it out." I see his potential. Because, you know, they have metahumans yeah. and shit like that. Jill be, Scott's in it. Yeah, Jill Scott's in it. That's Jill not, Scott's in it? That's not something that makes yeah, me want to watch yeah. it. She's playing, it. like, not... That's surprising. That's not a reason to not yeah, watch she, it. She's not, <laughs> yeah. she's not the big bad, but she's, like, right behind the big bad. Really? Yeah, like... It's it, an interesting role for her. They don't say nigga, but they say negro. What? Oh, and it's implied. Yeah, it's a lot of bitch. It's he's a blurry bitch. Like it's really like for a CW show. Like I was not expecting this. You expect it to be like a cookie cutter. The CW had to get dark to keep up. Yeah, but it's fuck Batman. Fuck Batman. It is good. Did they actually kill people then? Yeah, people die. People die. In the- I'm so here for people dying. I'm not, I'm not sure. Like, aren't you yeah. tired of like shows where it's just no, like no, no. no one dies? No, it's just, just like yeah. I just love when I see the bodies. The <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I feel that. I hate when shows like kill somebody off and bring them back. I like no one never really soap dies. operas. Nah, all these niggas dead. Nah, it's like, I just can't something be amnesia. final? Can it just they just be just dead? 
Yeah. Don't bring them back. Go ahead, put them on a shirt. I think Pretty the much. most vomit-worthy moment I saw, I used to watch Prison Break. And like, oh, God, I couldn't oh, get I started that. that. That was Prison a pretty good start. First two, two and a half seasons were probably some of the best TV I've ever seen. How long were they the actually in The first season prison? was really good. That show never made sense to Before me. they broke. So I'll explain it. You so No, no, a guy breaks in the jail. He goes to jail to break his brother. He had a map of the jail tattooed on his body. Nobody noticed that. Yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. So no, no one knows the giant-ass tattoo. They weren't. It was all the secret. Tattoo, the tattoo was hidden in code. Yeah. It was covered up. It was like up. encrypted. His brother was actually like his foster brother, I think. It wasn't his real brother, so nobody realized Oh, it. that's why. Yeah, they, they didn't have the same, same name. Ethnicity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. And it was like, was he used cool. to be an architect, so he studied like the design of the prison and how to actually break people out. And he came with this amazing, like, genius level plan. And then first season about them niggas breaking out of prison. Super suspenseful because they're in prison. Everybody could die anytime. Second season is about them on the run. And then after that, it kind of gets stupid again. Third season. <laughs> they had to go back and be like, third it's time season, to break Third season, again. they get arrested in like somewhere in South America and go back to prison. <laughs> in except South America. this time, yeah. Except this time, it's the smart guy who goes in and his brother has to break him out. <laughs> and then it gets really fucking stupid because then it's like, it all turns out they're in prison because of an Illuminati cover-up. So the fifth season is about them taking on the Illuminati. Oh, <laughs> wow. And it's the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. And they brought it back last year. Did they, really they brought it back? Did they yes. Put some break back? Speaking of which, that's my whole point. There's still more members to take now. Fake this. Main character, Prison Break, dies at the end of Prison Break. New, the reboot of the season, uh, he's back, and he's the main character again, like he never died. Season 2 of Prison Break, somebody gets decapitated and has their head sent in a box to somebody else. And in Season 5, they bring that person back, and they're just like, oh, he saw the wrong head in the box. That's all it is. Oh, that's poor writing. Shit. So it got really lazy in the writing. It was yeah, super it's stupid. really poor writing. Is it better than Power? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, this season of Power is just straight shit. It's bad. Like it's people don't even talk about it how they used to. They had Kendrick Lamar, and apparently he's the one highlight. No, he, he was, was on there. Kendrick and Fifty right. together. That scene was good. But this season of Do Power, a movie. Do a movie. Oof. Is it worth watching? I've never watched Power. I'm going to watch it. Have you I watched it before? I haven't watched it before. Okay, when you watch it, let me know. Do you have okay. Hulu? Yeah. Uh, they had the first three seasons of Hulu. Oh, I know. I just, is it worth four. it? I just kind of, I Not talked it up with three. Scandal. Like up there with Scandal and all of that type of show. I, Power's I, just I, bad. I can never get into Scandal. If you just want to see people be horrible drug dealers and everything just magically work out for them, watch Power. No, it's like, I feel like that makes so you shameless? upset. Oh, I love Shameless. Well, shameless is just white people's problem. Yo, Shameless is literally white privilege. The TV yeah, series. The TV to an series. extent. To an extent. I love All that Shameless. Shit, any of that shit that they do, like, nobody else could get away with. When they was went to, like, a lady died, and they look, they were looking for a hot water heater, and they went into the <laughs> newspaper to see who died so they can go into the person's house and steal a hot water heater, I was like, that shit is genius. <laughs> like, I was like, this is, That's like, so legit. Trash. Like, I was like, I would never, well, yeah. I was like, I have never thought of that. Speaking of, season eight is on Netflix now. It's available. I think out. I'm gonna watch it. No, the first the first several seasons are really good. They're funny as shit. I will say the first couple of seasons of Power are pretty bad. <laughs> wow. Um, the last couple of seasons of Power are also pretty bad. So, so what's the why? good season? Like three. <laughs> good season is season four. Season four. That was great. Just skip. So to season I should four. just skip and just watch. <laughs> you wouldn't know what four. the fuck is going on. Yeah, it's yeah, a very yeah. convoluted. You part. have to watch season one. Season Y'all make it better. Right? Season one isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. Season one isn't that bad. Season two is. The writing improves. Season three is to me is where I kind of started to lose interest. 
season four is probably the season four is the best season, but you can tell they ran out of time. Like that's when Fifty Cent was having this old beef with stars, because he was like they want uh-huh. power, they want power to be extended. Like they only give him power like ten episodes, and that's a mm-hmm. show that needs like thirteen, fifteen episodes to fully extend the plot lines. So as it got close to the end of season four, they just started like just wrapping, like tying up loose ends, like yeah. really quickly. It's like. This whole just thing completely rushing up, it. Yeah, the, this whole thing they've been up all season gets wrapped up in 20 minutes, in the first 20 minutes of the episode, just to say, okay, cool, boom. And that's the whole debate of 50 Cent. He said he was trying to get the off-stars and move it to a different network, even though Power is you know, like the number one show on on Stars. the network. So, yeah, so. It's, um, for me, I just felt like Power was just such a show that had, like, so much potential, but, like, they're so bad at what they do. Like, one of the guys, he drives a muscle car. Like, it's a very distinct muscle car. It's like this 1950s or like 1970s car. Yeah, blue. And it's baby blue. Drives it to every crime scene. Every <laughs> single crime scene, including murdering a federal agent. He's and being consistent. That's called the consistency. <laughs> That's yeah. how people know he's legit. This nigga drives his own car <laughs> to murder other people consistently in New York. It's just not realistic. noticeable car in New York. Yeah, that's what people don't fuck with him. It was like, oh, there's that nigga in that baby blue car. I'm saying, you know how easy it would be for the feds to actually catch that nigga? They're scared. They're shook. <laughs> They're not scared of him. It just, it's really, it's way up its own ass at this point, the plot. Uh, yeah, no, definitely. I'm, I'm going to watch it, though. If yeah. you guys like okay. Power, I really okay. think you would like Claws. I say I like Power. Claws? Oh, I <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I like Nancy Nash. I'm going to watch it. Like, this, it's a, like, the by the second episode, I was like, this is a really good show. Like, it's on TNT, it's written well. I mean, the clothes and the nails are just great, if you want to watch it. Karuchi Tran is on it, which, literally, yeah. I didn't know much about... I mean, like, I know about her based on, like, the whole Chris Brown situation, but it's like, I didn't know she was a actress. She is. She really... She does a good job. Like, she's... It sounds horrible, but I really thought she was, was just famous for being Chris Brown. Literally, part. that's the same thing I thought, and then when I was watching her, I was like, this makes sense. Like, she's really good in that role. So... Damn, I really have Edge Lee, fam. Yeah. Angela, Jesus. <laughs> We're trying to talk about serious stuff, Angela. Be quiet. We're <laughs> gossiping. Jesus Christ. Somebody cut her mic. <laughs> well, I have a friend. I'm going through that same situation. Oh. I'm not going to name any names, but. <laughs> Jesus. Speaking of not naming names, my name is Madrid. As always, this was 3P Set Podcast. This is episode 7. Make sure y'all like and subscribe to us, 3P Set Podcast. We're available now everywhere. Check us out. And Ashton, where do people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ashton Stampede. Um, I would put up my Instagram, but I got hacked today. So, oh. yeah. I guess I'm famous now. That's the boy that got hacked. <laughs> Sassy. Um, I guess you can find me on the Instagram page. Eventually, there will be some posts up once I Hopefully get Hopefully, we don't up. get hacked. Look out for that content. Yeah. Quality content. 3P Set Podcast. Thank you. And me, I guess. <laughs> you can uh, find me on Instagram at KRS underscore none. And we're out, I guess. No, it's good. No, it's good. No, it's good. No, it's good.